Hi, I'm Kate Boyle, and welcome to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you health information from diet and lifestyle to movement and nutrition. My aim is to bring you bite-sized pieces of information that you can instigate into your everyday life to change your health. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Boyle, and this week on the show, we're chatting about why having a strong core is the key to aging well. So let's first start off chatting about what is our core. I know so often when we think about our core, we think it's really just our abdominal muscles. We think it's just, you know, maybe our superficial rectus abdominis, that's really our core. But actually, our core is so much more than that. The floor of our core is our pelvic floor muscles, okay? So first and foremost, really important to be engaging and strengthening our pelvic floor as part of our core. Then we have our four sets of abdominal muscles. So we have our transverse abdominus, which is our deepest abdominal layer. We've got two sets of obliques. We've got internal and external obliques. And then we've got the rectus abdominis or the six-pack muscle on top. And then adding into our core is our multifidus muscle in our back, which is a postural muscle. And finally, we have our diaphragm. So our diaphragm is, you know, obviously crucial for our breath, but to really focus on breathing deeply and really maximizing our breath, we really want that diaphragm moving very well. And that's why Pilates is so amazing because we focus on engaging our pelvic floor, on engaging our abdominal muscles, on our breath to get that diaphragm moving. And then we do a lot of postural work too, where we can get multifidus to fire up up. So when it comes to making sure you have a strong core, that's why Pilates is such a winner. And one of the one of the main reasons why women during their pregnancy and postpartum are recommended to do Pilates so that they can stay nice and strong for their delivery, but then also post baby, they can draw the separation, the abdominal separation that happens back together and really build up their core. So we now know what our core is made up of, but why is it the key to aging well? Well, it's because it's interconnected with all of our movements. When we are walking and running and twisting and bending, our core needs to be firing. Those muscles need to be working together, okay, nice and strong. They need to be able to activate and they need to support our body. So if we don't have a strong core, then we don't have great movement. And we often have pain that can be associated with that. So maybe it's lower back pain. Maybe it's, you know, hip and knee pain or shoulder pain because we're compensating somewhere in our movements because we don't have a strong core. So what can we do? Well, there's lots we can do to strengthen our core and Pilates is a fantastic place to start and even just building awareness around our movements. So, you know, trying to connect to our pelvic floor. Can we feel that we can activate it? Can we feel that we can relax it? How can we incorporate into engaging that, you know, into our Pilates breathing, into our Pilates workouts, but then into your everyday life? When you're bending down to pick up something heavy, can you make sure that your core is engaging. When you are running, can you focus in on having that nice relaxed breath, making sure that you can feel your, you know, abdominals and your pelvic floor humming away and on, but the muscles in the back nice and relaxed 
and the muscles in the shoulder and the neck as well. So we can start adding in this core engagement to our everyday movements. And as we know, it's those patterns that we do over and over again, like sitting down and standing up and bending over and getting up that will add up over time. So if we can engage our core correctly, then we're going to have better movement and we're going to stay stronger for longer. Now, on top of that, our core is crucial for our balance. And I want to share some amazing, you know, pretty terrifying statistics, Australian statistics around falls. Now, in Australia, the number one cause of injury, hospitalization and death is falls. And it's 42% of injury hospitalizations and it makes up 40% of injury deaths. That is a lot. That is a lot of falls that is leading people to end up either in hospital or potentially dying, which is horrific. And not to say that having a strong core is going to prevent all of these falls because some of these falls, you know, can be, you know, accidents and falling off ladders and all those types of things. But, you know, there are a lot of falls that happen in the home. The number one place for falls to happen is in the home and it's generally amongst our older population because their balance is declining. Now, on top of those stats about falls and hospitalizations and deaths, over half of injury hospitalizations from falls involve a fracture. So over 50%. Now, we know that if we fracture a bone, then it's generally going to lead to some type of surgery. And if not surgery, then some type of rehab because it's going to take time for that bone to heal. So it might be a plaster cast, you know, and then rehab with a physio and building up that movement again. So it is going to be a longer process and there is going to be pain involved. So if we can avoid this from the start by working on our core strength and working on our balance, then we're going to be so much better off. So even if it's yourself and maybe you've noticed that your balance has just started to slip. It's not as good as what it used to be. And remember, you know, it's not just older people. Our balance actually starts declining in our late 30s. So you will already see differences in your balance from your late 30s, but it's often not something we really pay attention to because majority of the time as adults, we don't really challenge our balance very much unless we're doing some type of workout or exercise that's causing us to become aware of this. So that could be in your Pilates class where your instructor's asking you to stand on one leg and, you know, add in a calf rise, or it might just be, you know, lift some hand weights and you notice your balance is a little bit off. It could be, you know, doing a ropes course, you know, watching kids do ropes courses. They are amazing. They're so agile. They have such great balance. But as we get older and that declines and fear comes into play too, our balance declines. So, you know, I know that I've done, you know, ropes courses recently and I'm really aware about my balance. Even every time we go to the playground with my girls, me and my husband are always jumping up on the balance beams and we're climbing and hanging on the monkey bars and climbing up the ropes because we want to make sure that we're staying nice and agile and strong so that we can keep our core strong, which is in turn going to help our balance. And there's been many times before where I've had a client come into the studio and been like, oh, did you hear me thanking you this week? I tripped over, but I've righted myself. I caught myself 
and, you know, didn't end up with an injury. And I thank you and Pilates for that. And that's why Pilates can be so amazing for our balance and not only our balance, but our agility, our mobility, our strength and our stability. So all these factors are related back to us having a strong core. Hi, everyone. I'm interrupting this podcast to let you know that you can download a free 15-minute core Pilates workout that I've designed especially for you to work your entire body and your core, including your pelvic floor and deep layer of abdominals to really build strength, stability, and mobility. This is a nice quick workout you can fit into your day. It's definitely 100% doable. You don't need any equipment to do it. And I guarantee once you finish your 15 minutes of Pilates, you will feel stronger, more energized, taller, and really joyful and happy for moving your body and getting those endorphins moving. So don't forget, head on over to the show notes and download that free core workout and try some Pilates with me. I can't wait to see you on your mat. Now, when it comes to training our core, what are the movements we should be doing? I often think that, you know, on social media and stuff, you always see people doing sit-ups and saying, you know, do these sit-ups for your core. But realistically, In the Pilates that I teach, sometimes we do the occasional sit-up, but generally it's with some type of ball or roller behind our back because we're trying to focus on getting more extension through our thoracic, our mid-back, and then we're activating the abdominals as we curl up. But as far as a basic sit-up on the floor, they don't feature a lot in Pilates because there are so many ways we can work our core. And there's, you know, everything that you do can work your core if you're doing it correctly. So even doing a basic bridge where you're lifting your bottom up, you are working your core because you're making sure that your weight is even between those feet. You're connecting to your breath, getting that diaphragm moving. We're making sure that our abdominals and our pelvic floor is supporting our movement so that we're not overloading our pelvic floor. So Every movement can be a core workout, but we just adjust what we do to make it harder or easier. So some of the basic compound moves that are really fantastic for building up a strong core are things like your squats and your lunges, especially your lunges as you split those legs. And so you make it more difficult. Our base of support is smaller. Okay. We make our core have to work harder and then you can make it more challenging by adding in hand weights or adding in rotational work because that makes it harder again or rising up on your toes so your base of support is even smaller. So really challenging your balance and it depends on your level of fitness and your level of balance. I know when we're first starting out with some of my older clients, we make sure that they have some handles to hold on to when we're doing balance work or even a wall. So if you feel a little bit unsteady on your feet and you think, yeah, I've just listened to this podcast. I'm going to start to add in some squats and lunges, but you don't feel really stable. Start near a wall, place one hand or two hands onto the wall, build up that movement there. And then as you feel more comfortable, take a hand off and start to build up that way. So those compound movements are great. Calf rises, starting to add in small jumps and hops. As we become adults and we lose that sense of play and fun, like what we used to do on the playground, we don't hop or jump as much. And sometimes our joints might not allow that. But if they do, I really encourage you to do some jumping and hopping. 
And having one of those small trampolines that you can jump on, even a lot of the playgrounds nowadays that uh, you can go to, they have the trampolines built into the ground. So they're a great place to just start to do some small jumps on a trampoline. Or a client said to me, we're talking about building bone strength. And, you know, especially for menopausal women, as, you know, bone density starts to decrease and we want to make sure that our bone density is really staying nice and strong. We talked about including hopping and jumping. And she said that when she went to the beach and she was in the ocean, she added in some hops. So that way she's not loading her joints as much, but she's still getting some loaded work that's protective on her joints, but in a nice safe environment because she's supported by the sea also. So really just you know, playing around with your movement where you can, really starting with those big movements that use a lot of our muscle groups in our lunges and our squats. And then we can start to branch out. So we can do single leg balance work, fantastic for our balance. We can pop down onto our hands and knees and do our opposite arm and leg reaches in our bird dog. Again, another challenging core workout. We can do our planks, our side planks and side bridges. So there's lots and lots of ways that we can challenge our core and that's just around talking around the Pilates base but if we expand from that we can do activities like hiking where we're walking on uneven surfaces with you know ups and downs and you know different varieties of terrain that we have to walk on on top of that you could be dancing so really challenging that mobility and agility as you move sports like basketball and netball where you're having to move in various different directions soccer and still managing the ball at the same time so getting back into that movement and sport is a fantastic way to really work on our balance and keep this agility stability and flexibility going which is going to hold us in good stead for a long and healthy life Now, on top of all that, we want to make sure that we have a nice, strong core so that we don't get any issues with our pelvic floor. As women, as we age, unfortunately, and we start to hit perimenopause and then menopause and our estrogen levels drop, we find with those lower estrogen levels, our pelvic floor tissue, it's not as plump. It's not as strong because it's losing that estrogen. So we have to do more strength work. That means activating our pelvic floor. Also, we know as we age, our collagen levels drop and our collagen is forms our protein matrix in our tissue. So as that's dropping as well, that tone in the pelvic floor tends to decrease. So activating our pelvic floor, whether or not we're doing, you know, individual exercises or we're incorporating it into our Pilates or we're playing our sport and making sure that we activate our core, making sure that we have a nice, healthy, active pelvic floor is going to prevent leakage, incontinence, you know, letting uh, wind go when it's, you know, we don't want to. So it's all interconnected in having that long, healthy life is looking after our pelvic floor. And then we've talked about before and we've touched on our breathing and our diaphragm, but if our breathing is really quite short and shallow, that means our diaphragm isn't getting its full movement. And with the diaphragm being attached to the fascia of the back, that means that fascia isn't getting that nice movement, which if that fascia isn't moving, then it gets tight, it gets stiff, and then that can contribute to pain. So 
Again, keeping a nice strong core will help minimize injury, but also minimize pain. You know, it's not often if you see people that are really, you know, generally quite fit and active and they don't overdo it, they generally don't complain as much about pain because they're keeping all those muscles strong. They're keeping their core active and strong, and they're also getting all that lovely movement through their fascia in the movement that they do. So leading a sedentary life is going to contribute to more pain, less mobility, less strength, and overall less longevity because we haven't got the mobility and agility and strength around our joints to support our body. So really focusing on our breath when we move. And, you know, you guys have heard me before talking about in the podcast that, you know, combining our breath in Pilates is one of the amazing bonuses, but just utilizing that breath before, as we said, Maybe you're going for a run and you can focus in on your breath. Maybe you've had a really stressful day and you're in the car and you're feeling a bit angry and you can really just tap into slowing that breath down, slowing down, you know, the diaphragm movements, getting that nice inhale, exhale, and just really embracing the breathing so that you can drop back into that parasympathetic state, our rest and digest state, and we'll get that fascia moving. And it's amazing how just taking those few slow, deep breaths can actually release pain and tightness in the body as well. So I really hope that talking about the core today, talking about what the core compromises and how it's so crucial to our movement has made you sort of think about, okay, what can you add in? What can you add into your workouts that's really going to challenge your core? Maybe it's some hopping or jumping or balance work, okay? Change up the surfaces that you're on. Change up the weight and resistance you add into your workouts. Try something new like soccer or basketball where you're having to move in different directions or maybe just find a playground that you can go have a climb on like we do too. Whatever it is, I really hope that you embrace it into your workouts this week and going forward. And if you do try anything new, tag me on social at My Movement Health and let me know. All right, that's it for this week on the podcast. I hope you guys have an amazing week and I'll see you again next week on My Movement Health. Thanks for listening into the podcast. Please hit subscribe to be updated for each time we release a new podcast.